Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Anyone else noticed there's a lot of teasing going on in wrestling recently? I mean, Tony Khan keeps teasing something and then Soraya walked out on Dynamite. Obviously, WWE are all like, oh my gosh, who's the white rabbit? Who's the white rabbit? Doesn't it make it fun though? And never forget that fun, F-U-N, makes the world go around. Ignore your science teachers. Otherwise, yes, hello, my name is Simon Miller, also known as the Pizza Wizard, and welcome to Ups and Downs for Smackerdown. Now, we have a lot to talk about, so please take your tush, put it in a chair, warm up those cheeks, shouldn't have said it, and let's up those downs for our Friday night show. Now, everybody's already mad because on this week's episode of SmackDown, we didn't get the reveal to whatever this white rabbit stuff is. So don't worry. I went out of the way and I got a brand new friend. I mean, he's basically the brother of the Pessipus. But this guy is the happy puss. No, that ain't gonna cut it. But just to try and calm you down because you are so mad, he has some words to say. Don't worry that we haven't had the reveal of Bray Wyatt or whoever the hell this is meant to be. Just be happy that we live in a world where professional wrestling right now is buzzing. And isn't it also pleasant when you can go and chat to your friends and be all like, oh, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen next. Let's have a little skip down Peters and Cream Lane. What in the world was that? Was too positive for even me. Get over there. Otherwise, though, the bloodline was out to start SmackDown this week and Roman Reigns was with them, so they came out to Roman Reigns' music. And I want to know what that choir is singing about at the start of his entrance song. You know what I'm talking about. It goes, And I have no idea what it's meant to translate to. I like to think it goes, Here he is, he really likes tables, and he's a chief. This one started terribly. Corey Graves and Michael Cole were also putting over the fact that he does have a match with Logan Paul coming up. And does anybody else think that WWE has kind of backed themselves into a corner here? Because in no way should Logan Paul be able to beat the head of the table, but you just know that Roman is probably going to cheat to win. That kind of feels a little bit ridiculous. Paul Heyman then went into his usual stick, which he's really good at, and Sami Zayn was just having a great time in the corner. It was like he was watching what he thought was the greatest stand-up comedy routine he's ever witnessed in his entire life. And then Paul said something like, oh man, isn't it a shame that Drew McIntyre lost on his home turf? Well, it doesn't matter 
because Roman Reigns' turf is all of WWE. I was like, what? He also justified Solar Sokoa getting involved, and this made me chuckle too, because it was basically like, look, everybody else was busy, so we had to do something when we also put over the fact that the Usos have held the tag team titles since the dawn of mankind, and this will continue later, even though they're taking on the brawling brutes. Heyman also sold this idea that Sokoa had been sent in by the family elders, because of course they do all come from the same <laughs> bloodline. And then Roman Reigns went all crazy wazy like he always does, and he was all like, Sola, I know you were sent here by the powers that be, but you answer to me now. So Sokoa was all like, man, I acknowledge you. And then they hugged. I mean, they didn't hug, but they probably should have. It looked like they were done. I mean, the entrance theme even came back on. When Sami Zayn grabbed the microphone, he was all like, look, cut the tunes for just one second. Because even though I'm not part of the family properly, I just want to thank you for making me feel so welcome. Once again, it was just a Ralph Wigan moment. You know some weeks down the line, his heart is going to snap. Roman then did go full on gaslighter. Because he was all like, man, why are you wearing that t-shirt? Why are you saying that things? We can't believe you're doing this. And in fact, that you should take that piece of clothing off right now. So I started to cry and Jay Uso reacted like this. It was the best day of his life. And he even went over to Sam and ripped off his garment. Reigns then demanded that he never wear this again because he's got Sami Zayn, his own brand new t-shirt. And my word, this was honestly like watching a kid getting bullied, but you weren't able to do anything because you were trapped in the Phantom Zone. Shirt also read SZ Honorary Oos or Sami Zayn Honorary Oos. And Sami Zayn could not have been happier here. And seriously, somebody needs to give him a damn award and start telling him, hey, Sam, you may be one of the best wrestlers ever. Because in terms of what he does, he is absolutely one of the best wrestlers ever. Jay was obviously also melting down during this because he couldn't handle it. But all of this is so good. The planting of seeds and the patience with this story is fantastic. And I stand by the fact that it should be Sami Zayn who beats Roman Reigns. I mean, that's never going to happen. But you never say never. Give it up. And then for no reason, it was Lacey Evans versus Liv Morgan, I think in a non-title match. But I was so confused and baffled, I didn't really take it in. So here is a story when it comes to Lacey. She came back all like, oh man, I had a terrible childhood. She then turned heel. She then vanished for ages. Then came back again in that multi-person match, which she lost. And now for some reason, was taking on the SmackDown Women's Champion. I don't get it. The commentators also spent the entire time talking about Ronda Rousey, which can't have been the best idea. But I did think there was going to be an exception because I was like, well, surely Liv Morgan is just going to kick her ass. That didn't happen either. I mean, surely what we should have done here is Morgan went crazy and just beat Lacey Evans so bad. You're like, oh my gosh, Ronda Rousey's in for it when we get to the premium live event. But instead... It was Lacey who was on the front foot, and she was so confident. At one point, she was like, ha ha, I've got a kendo stick, so I'm going to smack you right in the face with it. Now, why you would do that when you could pin the champion and probably get a championship shot yourself, I don't know. But who knows what's going on, it's wrestling. Now, thankfully, Morgan was able to get out of the way and hit the oblivion to get the win. But when you smushed all of this up in a little package, I didn't really understand what we were trying to get over here. 
so it's getting it down. Thankfully, there was a massive upside to this, though, because then we got it right during the aftermath. Because Morgan was so pissed, she went absolutely loopy-goosey. She got this kendo stick, she smacked the crap out of Lacey Evans. When she put her on a table, she climbed to the top rope and she gave her this swanton that was so nuts, her foot basically went careering into Barry Barricade and then she was limping. Now, I hope she was just selling here, but I was a little bit worried. But really, this is what she should have done in the match because it sends a far better message to Ronda. But at least we got there in the end. And I tell you, I was enjoying this fallout. It is getting up. We then zoomed to the back where Shinsuke Nakamura, the Street Profits and Hit Row were hanging out. Kind of shrugged my shoulders. I was like, ha, I didn't know they were friends. It didn't really do anything. So we then cut to Sami Zayn, who was yelling at a stagehand going, I'm part of the bloodline now. So you should get me a vegan meal. And once again, he is so damn good. When Ricochet and Mad Cat Moss walked up to him, I actually thought they came across as assholes. Because they were all like, oh, Sammy, you were unsufferable before, but now you're even more unsufferable. And Moss even said, why have you got your head so far up Roman Reigns' ass? Now, I went on Google and I did some research, and anatomically, that's not even possible. This is when from nowhere, though, Solar Sokoa just flew in, and he threw both of these guys into George the Garage door. <laughs> To the point, Sami Zayn had to pull him off, go, dude, I think that's enough. And then he had a great line, because he was all like, <laughs> I was about to do that too. It also left me by saying out loud, oh man, I need these two as a tag team. And then later on, it was announced that we are having this tag team match next week. So I'm sorry, I do have to give it an up. It's like somebody gave me a gift for my birthday, and inside was also my Christmas present. No, wait, that would be bad. We then had a couple of videos with Paul Heyman talking about how great the Usos tag team title run has been, which is true. And given the Royal Rumble is going to be in Texas next year, we had something featuring Shawn Michaels. And no internet. This doesn't mean the heartbroken kid is going to be in the Rumble. I'm 99.9% sure he's done. My world then did get a little bit brighter, though, because it was the maximum male models versus the New Day. This was like watching my kids do really well at sport. Marseille and Mansoir are just wonderful too because they will get some offense here. They do have some moves, but they're so obsessed with posing and doing like looks into the camera that eventually they always get theirs. And in this sense, they could have won this match if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Xavier Woods is like, all right, if you ain't going to look at me, I shall hit you with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up or the backwards. They just beat him. Max Dupree also lost his mind after this, and it really does feel like he's transitioning back to LA night, and I've got no problem with that. But please never stop doing this stuff. You always see people moaning about it online. I need goofy wrestling in my life. Otherwise, what is the point? I am giving it up. We were then showing the ring being reinforced because our next match was Braun Strowman versus Otis. And because I am a massive geek nerd guy, I can't help but say these things. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. The entire bloodline was in the squared circle earlier. And I'm pretty sure if I did my maths, that would be a bigger load. But once again, I just talked about it. I need nonsense in my wrestling. And small things like this just makes you feel like the match is even bigger than it would have been anyway. I also realized at this point that it wasn't just a bunch of people hanging out earlier. And what was going on throughout this episode of SmackDown is that Hit Row was having a party. Why not? And they were joined by the likes of Sonya Deville, Natalia, Zia Lee, and Los Lotharios. And Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza got kicked out because they saw B-Fab and they tried to hit on her. I don't know what that was. But if you are planning to make a move on the opposite sex, I tell you this. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Don't do that. I think the main point, though, and this ties into the intro, is that there was another QR code in the background here. And when you did scan it, it pointed to what may happen or what may not happen on Monday Night Raw, because the answer was the venue or the place from where Raw is coming from. And so many people were mad about this, going, I can't believe I got bait and switched. I thought we were going to get the reveal and Bray Wyatt was going to be on this SmackDown. That's not what we do. You tease it and you tease it and you tease it and you tease it and you get people talking. You want to get at least three or four weeks out of this before we do figure out the answer. To the point, if we had have revealed Bray here, I would have been a little bit upset. Let me invest as much of my loins as I can. I love that WWE is doing this stuff. I think it's really smart. So I am giving it up. And yeah, it then was Braun Strowman versus Otis. I don't think this could have been booked any better. Because we went out of our way to get across that Braun is a killer, but also that Otis is no one that should be messed with easily because he's a big guy too. And of course, Chad Gable was on the outside here, so he was casting distraction like he was trying to level himself up. It also allowed Otis to hurl Braun into Barry Barricade. (laughs) But this is when Strowman just went absolutely crazy. He grabbed Gable, went raw, and he just chucked him into the abyss. But because he had been distracted, Otis not only hit him with the world's strongest slam, but he followed up with the Vader bomb. Strowman was able to kick out. Eventually, Braun did get back into this and he hit the power slam to get the one, two, three. This couldn't have gone more for five minutes and it was just big men slapping man meat. And I would take a round two of this. And I don't know what the end goal for Braun Strowman is, but 
WWE is doing great with him. Up. The Brawling Brutes were then getting ready for their match as Sheamus was backstage on the microphone talking to them saying, Hey fella, you better do great tonight. And also, it seems quite clear they're trying to get the word banger over because at one point they were talking about their matches and they just went banger, 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 banger. So yes, let's get some British slang into the mix. We also got told that in a couple of weeks we're going to get Gunther versus Sheamus round two for the Intercontinental title. And I know this makes no sense because Sheamus got pinned clean in the middle of the ring. <laughs> I don't care. I want to get to round 972 of that thing. So give it to me. And then we really did underline that Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross is our brand new feud. And you know the deal. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, cluck. McIntyre is just insane these days as well because he came to the ring with a leather strap. And for a good three minutes, I was like, nope. That is not a normal thing for a human being to do. But after he had said, Callie Cross keeps attacking me from behind. So in Extreme Rules, I've come up with a stipulation that means he can't do this anymore. <laughs> it's a strap match. I was like, no, Drew, that didn't work. However, at this point, the screen did start to go black and white because Scarlett started to make her way to the ring. But as always, this was just one big ruse. And as Drew was looking at her, Karrion Cross attacked McIntyre from behind. But this plan absolutely sucked because Drew was like, yeah, I was kind of ready for you. And he beat him up. I mean, he threw Cross into Rita the ring post and just destroyed him with the strap. When Scarlett was like, well, let's just keep things simple. If I stand in the way of Drew, he won't be able to do anything. And McIntyre proved that this was right. So Scarlett went <laughs> and she threw a fireball into his face. When I say she threw a fireball into his face, she tried. It definitely missed. Even Corey Graves kind of went, uh, not 100% sure that did get him in the skull. But it was pointless anyways, because Carrion was then like, ha tick tock, tick tock, clock. He tried to beat up Drew McIntyre, but McIntyre just laid him out with a spinebuster. Scarlett then remembered the easiest way is also the simplest way, so she smacked Drew McIntyre right in the dick, and that allowed Karrion Cross to apply the cross jacket, as the whole time he started saying, oh, this is what we wanted, this is what we wanted. And I was like, wait a minute, what you wanted was to miss a Hadouken and then get your ass whipped. You have some funny ass wants. He also kept saying, let it go, let it go. So he must be a massive Frozen fan. And I thought this was all right. And the best part about it is that it's new. I don't think I've ever seen Karrion Cross versus Drew McIntyre, even if I have. And if whoever comes out the other side, then goes on to be an even bigger player in the WWE. We are doing what we're meant to do. Up. And then we basically had an angle disguised as a match. Because it was meant to be Raquel Rodriguez versus Dakota Kai. But every single person here just wanted to get involved. Bailey was getting involved and Ia Shirai was getting involved. Which is when Shotzi just ran down the ring. Because she wanted to stop this. And in all the fracas, Raquel Rodriguez hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment surprise roll up. Now, I don't feel like we needed two finishes like this on the same show because it always becomes redundant, especially when you're involving Rodriguez because she's massive and she's a powerhouse. Just let her hit her big move and win. This also went so quickly. If you went to the toilet, you could have missed it. But look, Raquel Rodriguez did get a victory. We continue to underline that Shotzi is going babyface and we reinforce the fact that damage control are a bunch of assholes. I mean, this must have been two minutes max. You can't really get mad at that. Los Lotharios then barged back into that hit row party and they just started to smash as many people as they could with super kicks. So they don't understand how parties work and I'm never going to invite them to mine. When it was time for our main event, this was so good. Now firstly, it was great that the Usos versus the Brawling Brutes for the tag team titles went on last because straight away it's telling you without telling you these championships are important and you should care. 
But also, the fact that Pete Dunne is now becoming Pete Dunne, but he's still called Butch, but he's allowed to do all his old stuff, I tell you. In about six months, this guy is going to be super over because he is a super good wrestler. I mean, the Usos did throw him over the top rope at one point, and he took this horrible landing. But the other great part about this is that someone finally went... That Ridge Holland, I mean, he looks kind of strong. Maybe he should start picking multiple people up and throwing them around simultaneously. So that's what he did do. And around about 30 seconds, I was like, oh man, yeah, Ridge Holland is the best. We also kept the Bloodline storyline going because Sami Zayn was out the Usos and every time he tried to interfere, Jay was like, listen, you absolute goober, can you keep out of my business? So we had so much going on here, but it just connected together like a glove. I was proud how smooth I did that. Whoever is putting this together, Deserves a round of applause. Ridge Holland also got the hot tag at one point, but almost instantly he tagged Butch back in. And every time someone does that, I'm always like, well, this is stupid. It's a stupid plan. Quite clearly, he just got his ass beat. And surprise, surprise, it didn't work because the Uso started busting out super kicks. The absolute worst one is when Butch went to do a moonsault and they booted him right in the face. And I was like, oh, that's it. That even hurt me. But eventually the Brawling Brutes did hit their finisher, which is that kick power slam thing. And I cannot stress to you how late Jay Uso broke this up. I mean, I genuinely thought we were going to see a tag team change. That deserves a prize. Zayn also freaked out during this. We went to get a steel chair, which is when Sheamus was like, nah, fella, that's not going to happen. But then Imperium were here. They were beating up Sheamus. Everyone was running around like, we don't know what to do. So back in the ring, the Usos hit the 1D onto Butch. They got the 1, 2, 3. They are still your tag team champions. But it was such a good match. Like, I had such a good time. And that's all I need from my wrestling it is getting it up. You also do have to point out the WWE's tag division is banging right now. And when was the last time we were able to say that? And I thought this was a really cool SmackDown that built so many angles and made you go, oh, well, I wonder what's going to happen there. Maybe I should tune into next week. Well, maybe you should. Otherwise, you're not going to know unless you go read the internet results or watch ups and downs. That's fine with me giving it up. Now please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of Smackdown. Like the video, share the video and subscribe. Head over to whatculture.com where you can read yourself some articles. Make sure you come follow us on social media at whatculturewwe and Simon316 and AEW Rampage Ups and Downs Grand Slam 2. That's not right. We'll be up later today or it may be up right now. Please do go and watch it. Otherwise it's lonely. My name is Simon What Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. See you soon. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.